This is the Relatable Podcast with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to create happy and loving marriages without making over their husbands. If you are a wife looking to transform your marriage from the inside out, you've come to the right place. Get ready to hear relatable stories, practical advice, and empowering perspectives for how to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of Relating Well. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here, founder of Relatable. I am so excited to be back with you this week for a new podcast episode. Listen, so many of you have been telling me how much you love this podcast. I enjoy hearing that a lot. And, you know, that to me is just a sign that you're getting what you need, that the perspective I'm offering is valuable, is helpful, and is serving you and serving your marriage. And I am honored to be able to share this information with you. I'm honored to be able to share the mindset, right? The mindset that we all need as wives to create and maintain a great marriage. And I think at the end of the day, you know, being happy and feeling amazing about your marriage and feeling great about your husband, those are things that you deserve, right? Like you deserve that. When I think about God and I think about what it is he wanted for us in marriage, it's two things. Um, one is for us to really feel and experience love, right? He loves us so much and love is the most powerful and the best emotion. And as our creator, as our father, that's what he wants for us. And the other piece that I think marriage offers um is space for us to grow into the person we're supposed to be. And I think we understand that on an intellectual level. I think we accept that. But when it comes time for that growth to happen, it can be a little bit uncomfortable. Well, let me just say a lot uncomfortable because it requires that we break through who we've always been. It's sort of like we literally have to bust through our own thinking, our own beliefs, our own experiences, our own ways of being into this new sort of uncharted territory that we're not quite sure about. And when I think about this podcast, and especially you know when I think about what we're going to be talking through today, it's not easy. It's not easy to shift the way you've always been thinking because at this point, you have decades and decades of evidence, decades of socialization, decades of influence that has shaped your mind and shaped you to see certain things the way you see it. 
And so as we you know, approach this conversation today, which is really about things you have to stop believing. Like you just have to, you have to stop it. Um, it's not going to be immediately like received on a deep, deep level. So the things that I'm going to say today, you'll nod your head, like you will, because you understand them. You've probably heard them before, but you haven't internalized them. And that is my hope today that you would really have like a deep aha moment that some way I phrase it or some way the Holy Spirit works <laughs> through me and through your hearing of this, that everything would change. And that's all we need. We just need that shift. We just need things to click. We just need you to have another seat at the table of your marriage because that's where everything changes. And so, you know, the reason this episode is all about the things you have to stop believing is because these are the things that do not serve you. These are the things that do not help your marriage. These are the things that take you away from everything you really want. And so what I want you to do right now is I want you to think about like, what is it that you want? I know I ask this a lot, but it's so important to just keep reinforcing it and keep reminding yourself and keep it at the forefront of your mind. What is it that you really, really want in your marriage? What is it that you want to experience? What is it that you want to feel? What is it that you want to have? Where are you headed? What is your goal for yourself within your marriage? What is your goal for what your marriage looks like? So with that, right, we have to weigh what it is we want against what it is we are thinking what it is that is consuming our mind, what it is that is influencing everything about how we show up to marriage, how we interact with our husbands. And so these three beliefs, I'm going to keep it very, very simple. And I want you to listen to this episode probably a couple of times and really laser in on what you are currently doing and how these beliefs are currently showing up in your marriage. I want you to make this super personal. So the first thing, the first belief that you must stop believing about your husband is that he is making you unhappy. Just think about it. How often does that thought run across your mind? He is making me so unhappy. He is making me so mad. He is making me so sad. He is making me so frustrated. Probably a lot, right? Probably a lot. And so thoughts like that are what we can call childish thoughts for for lack of a better word and I know 
you know, to hear childish associated with yourself is uncomfortable. I'm not calling you childish. I want to be really clear about that. But when we think about our emotions and we think about our um, beliefs, there are mature, right? There are mature beliefs and they're immature or childish beliefs. And whenever we get into a space where we feel like someone else is responsible for our emotions, we avoid taking responsibility and we sit in a space of immaturity. It's as simple as that. And so if you follow me on um, on social media, if you're friends with me on Facebook, um, this week I, I put a post, you know, I was having a conversation with my daughter and she's four, right? And the the first sentence of the post was like, we have to unlearn a lot of things. And so, you know, I'm asking her to put on her shoes and she's not doing and she's getting frustrated with me. And, you know, she she yells and announces like, you make me so angry. Have you said that recently? Right. <laughs> and I just sort of chuckled to myself because now being on the other side of all of this mindset work, I see how that is just a thousand percent not true. But she's learning that in school, right? They are teaching children about their emotions. I was walking through the classroom and there was a book about things that make you angry. And on the one hand, I appreciate that, right? You want your child, we as adults want to be in tune with a range of emotions, but to contribute what is going on in our body, because that's what emotions are, they're feelings in your body, to contribute that to what someone else is doing or what someone else has said to you is a very young and naive way to see it. And so through our relationship together on this podcast, my hope is that we would grow up together emotionally. And that you would reach emotional maturity, emotional adulthood, where you know for sure that your husband does not make you feel anything. That the only reason you feel unhappy, the only reason you feel frustrated, the only reason you feel sad is because of the thoughts you have told yourself a result of the story you have created in your mind, a result of the meaning you give to things that happen. And so the place where we want to get ultimately is where you can look at your husband, you can look at the things he said, you can look at the experiences you guys are having from a place of neutrality where it's just an observation and you can distinguish the facts from your feelings. I was working with a client once and she was giving me a story of an interaction she had uh, with her husband. And I was like, okay, like just play it out for me. Like, give me the facts. Like, pretend like we're on Judge Judy. You know, Judge Judy doesn't play. She's like, I don't want your interpretation of the situation. I don't want you to, you know, assume what he was thinking or what their intent was. I just want you to tell me the facts. The car, 
went to the stoplight. Right? He made this decision. Those are facts. They're just neutral pieces of information. And so your emotions are a result of how you interpret that neutral piece of information. And a lot of times we interpret things in ways that are just not true. We interpret things in ways that are just not true. I said that again because I know you are having resistance to it. I know that the first time I said that sentence, the first thing that popped in your mind was like, no, it is true. And you probably have 10 different reasons why it is. The way you interpret things is just not the truth. If it's not positive, if it doesn't come from a spirit of love and compassion and all of those things that God has given us, right? then it's not true because it's from the enemy. He is a liar. He is a deceiver. And the way he operates is in your mind. It's not like the devil comes up to you and is like, hey girl, like believe this about your husband. He just plants it and pops it in your head. And you have the choice if you you know, internalize it, bring it in, sit down with it, have some coffee, have some dessert, make it your own. That's your choice. And that choice is what is creating your unhappiness because you're believing things that are just not true. You're believing things that hurt your feelings. You're believing things that make you sad. And so I want you to get to the place where You refuse to believe that what your husband is doing is the cause for how you feel. It may be the trigger. It may be the circumstance. It may be a part of the puzzle. But the missing piece that we never really look at is what we tell ourselves about it, what thoughts we adopt about it. That's where you will get your peace when you shift what you make it mean when you shift the way you see it. So that is the first belief. You have got to stop believing. The second belief is that he should change. (laughs) How many times have you thought that or felt that or said that? Like you should change, like you shouldn't do what you're doing or you should start doing what you're not doing. And so feeling that your husband should change, believing that your husband should change, thinking that your husband should change only sends the signal to your mind that there is something wrong with him. And so you have to ask yourself, you have to measure this against what you want in your marriage and is thinking my husband should change, there's something wrong with him. Is thinking that going to serve you? Is thinking that going to move you closer in the direction of what you want? And so I know you're sitting here listening right now. You're like, but wait, Siobhan, like he does need to change. I'm not saying that he doesn't. I'm just saying that you need to stop harping on it. You need to stop um, allowing yourself to focus on all that he's doing wrong and all the ways he's falling short. And here's what's even more 
interesting about all of this. I talk to women all the time and, you know, I ask them, I'm like, what's going on in the marriage and what, um, what would you like to see be different? And they list all these things that they want their husband to be doing. And so I ask them, I'm like, okay, got it. Like, when did those things start becoming an issue? Oh, he's always been like that. What? Like, do you hear what you're actually saying to me right now? He's always been like that, right? So he's always been an introvert or he's always been the type of person who is quiet or he's never been the type of person to really be overly affectionate or, you know, overly complimentary. He's never really been that type of person. But now, right, several years into the marriage, now it's a problem. I knew that about him when we were dating. I knew that about him when we first got married, but now I can't take it anymore. And so you have to look at that equation, right? Same man, same personality profile, same issues. At the earlier stages, you chose to overlook it. You chose to accept it. Maybe the good outweighed the bad. And so it was fine then, but now it's intolerable. And if you feel like, you know, maybe he has changed over time and like the things you're seeing now, like weren't there before, that may be true. But I promise you, there's probably some sign, some yellow flag, some indication that that's how he was. So I don't want you to overlook that because I don't want you to be deceived into thinking that he needs to change. He doesn't need to do anything. And a lot of times we tie our husband's willingness to change with how much we believe he loves us. That if he really loves us, if he really cares about the marriage, if he really wants things to work out, then he will change. And that's just not the case, right? A person can love you. A person can want to be with you. A person can want the best for you and your relationship together and just not have the capacity, just not have the skill set, just not have, you know, that internal um, mastery to change. Because being able to change doesn't just require motivation. It requires a level of internal mastery that they've never experienced before. Because if they experienced it, if they had the capacity to truly change, they would change. And so it could be that just right now, he doesn't have that. Just right now, you know, God has not released that into his life to be made manifest right now. And so you have to suspend the belief that he has to change, right? Because when you tell yourself he has to change, when he doesn't change, then what? You suffer. You're frustrated, you're aggravated, you're to the limit and ready to walk out. And so we have to suspend the belief that he has to change. We have to suspend the belief that there's something wrong with him. The more you think there's something wrong with him, the worse you're going to feel about him and the worse you're going to act towards him. Okay? The third belief is that he won't change, 
<laughs> right? And I know this may be a little bit contradictory to some of the things I just said. And so when you think that someone has to change, but then you also think that they won't change because they haven't changed, you dig yourself into frustration. And frustration is one of the most annoying emotions <laughs> because on the one hand, you want things to be so much different than the way that they are. And then on the other hand, you don't believe that they can be. And so you're like banging your head against the wall. And so harboring and you know focusing on this belief that he won't change based on the past right because that's the only evidence you have that he's not going to change is what's happened in the past you automatically limit what can happen in the future and the future is a blank slate like if you could truly see the future as a blank slate then you get in a whole different position. And that's actually a beautiful place to be because you can still, you know, acknowledge that you're not sure how, but when you acknowledge the possibility that it can happen, you create space for God to work. But if you're telling yourself, if you're telling your husband, if you're telling your friends, like he's never going to change, you know, God is looking at you like, oh, he's never going to change. Okay. I guess you don't want him to change. But once you say like, you know, you hand it to God and you're like, okay, God, listen, I don't see it right now, right? And you can be so honest with God because this is, this is how I talk to him. I'm like, listen, God, I don't see it right now. Like, this guy is stubborn. He is set in his ways. He has a fixed mindset, right? But this is my desire. I believe it's possible because I know you can do anything. And I don't have to do anything about it. Like, I don't have to be the one to convict him to change. I don't have to be the one to make him, quote unquote, do things. That's not my job. My job as a wife is to just accept and love my husband. He is a gift to me from God. Like, it's like if God came down from heaven and handed you a gift, would you go to God and be like, um, God, I don't really like this. Like, mm. Can you take it back? Can you change it up? Right? And so it's so important for you to get to a place of acceptance and then to a place of possibility where like he can change because we all change. We all evolve. We all grow. And when you open yourself up to a more loving place of thinking about that and thinking about how your husband, you know, may evolve and might modify what he's doing then you're actually just happier because you're like, yeah, you know, this could happen. And when you approach it like that, you actually can enter into a patient, hopeful expectation. And that's where you want to be because those are the emotions that are going to serve your marriage. Those are the emotions that are going to serve you. Those are the emotions that are going to drive you to do things that take you closer to where you want to go. So you have to stop telling yourself like he's never going to change because if he's never going to change and you've been telling yourself that he is the one that's making you unhappy, then you have just, you know, um, sentenced yourself to being unhappy forever. And why would you do that? Why would that be your choice? Why would that be anything that you actively welcome into your life? It would be silly. 
right? And you're not silly. You're not. You are brilliant, wonderful, worthy, amazing woman. And so right now your mind has been working against you. But you can shift it. You can shift it. And, you know, that's not to say that it happens overnight. It's not to say that it happens with the snap of a finger. But once you decide, like, I am going to think differently. Once you decide, I am going to see things a completely different way. Then you open yourself up to getting everything that you want that's not in your life and in your marriage right now. And so I want to issue you a challenge. And this is a challenge that some of you are going to hear and you're going to be like, oh, no. And if that's you, I'm going to pray for you. (laughs) I'm going to pray for you. And I say that with love. But I think whenever someone who is in a position to help you offers you help, offers you the way, offers you advice, and you say, oh, no, I'm not doing that. You have just cut off access to what you want. And that just says to me, you don't want it bad enough. Because if you're in a desperate place in your marriage, if you are so unhappy and you don't want to be, anything I say or anything anyone of you know value and right thinking and right wisdom would say to you, you will be running to do it. And so I want you, this is the challenge, and I'm going to go easy on you. When I work with my private and my one-on-one clients, like I go hard. And I go hard because we are getting results. We are creating shifts. And I am serious about it. And they are serious about it. That's why they've made an investment to work with me because no matter what, they're getting to better. And so getting to better sometimes requires that you go hardcore. And I'm not going to go hardcore with you here on the podcast, right? You can have a consultation call with me. We can go hardcore there. (laughs) But for now, I want you to write a list of 20 things that you really love and appreciate about your husband. 20 things. 20 things that are just good about him. And they can be anything. Nothing is too big and nothing is too small. It could be he always takes the trash out. It could be he, you know, is neat and tidy in the house. I know some of you are like, uh, no, that is for sure not it. <laughs> it's actually the case in my house. I'm so fortunate in that way. My husband is very neat and tidy. He keeps all his stuff right where it belongs, which is amazing. And I love that about him. Um, but what is it for you, right? There's, there are at least 20 great things about your husband. But if you haven't thought of them, if you haven't taken five to 10 to 20 minutes to write it down, then you'll always be bombarded with these three beliefs that we just went through today. You'll always feel like he's making you unhappy. You'll always feel like he should change. Then you'll always feel like he won't ever change. And those beliefs are just not helpful. 
That is the point of this conversation. It is not helping. It is not serving you. It is not putting you in position to get what you want. And as a life coach and as a marriage coach, I want you to get what you want. And God wants you to get what you want. But you have to get out of your own way. And the way you've been standing in your way is through your thinking. And so I hope today something has triggered you to stop believing these things because they're just not true. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for hanging with me. Um, I hope this challenged you. I really do. Like, I'm not here to be your friend, although I love that, right? But I'm here to push you to being better, to being better for yourself, for being better for your husband, to being better for your family, and everyone whose eyes are watching you. You are a model for someone. Make sure you're modeling excellence. And that starts with your mind. All right. I'll be back with you next week. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Now, I'd love to connect with you more. Join me in my private group on Facebook, the Empowered Wives Society, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at berelatable.com. There you'll find additional resources to help you create the happy and loving marriage you desire. And of course, I can't wait to meet you right back here for the next episode. Until then, make your marriage amazing.